himself, Rugby Wallen. And it's the Rebel R-H-O-M-E. It feels so good to be back. And we back, episode 60. Shout out to everybody that tuned in to episode 59. Shout out to Kira J. Uh, YouTube popping as usual every time she hops on. Also, uh, real quick, follow us on TikTok. I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but we lay a TikTok up right now. TikTok is where it's at and, um, you know... Exclusive, unlike Instagram, exclusive, 100% humbly arrogant content on TikTok. Make sure y'all tune into TikTok. And yeah, what's going on? What's good, man? Um, yeah, no K today. It was just me and Rock rocking out. Facts. Um, Shout out to K. Wherever you at? And definitely <laughs> follow the, the the TikTok. What is the TikTok? What's TikTok. The oh yeah, yeah. TikTok is humbly arrogant pod. Exactly how it sounds. Humbly exactly arrogant how it pod. And I guess since we at the top, you know, uh, follow us. Follow the show on Instagram. Humbly arrogant show. You can follow me, the Rebel R H O M E. That's the Rebel Room. You don't gotta follow me anywhere, man. Follow the TikTok. That's all I give a <laughs> fuck about right now, bro. Yo, son. Yo, we. I thought, you know, when we did the show with Kira, I thought that was going to be like super receptive and everybody was just like going to enjoy the content. And then you realize it's two different sides of social media. And I was watching, I'm just reading the comments. Me and, T- me and Kira put up the same videos, right? Mm-hmm. She's getting all the praise and acclaim on her side, right? right. On our side, they bombing her. They OD bombing her. And it was like, I don't know if it's because I'm a male and I put the post out and the algorithm is tailored to like men watching it. But they just like jumping down her throats. Yeah, well, it's different demographics, right? Like a lot of her audience is um, women and uh well, nah, not really. Cause a lot of our audience is women as well, but yeah, I think I can't explain. Sometimes it. when we put content out like that, especially when you see a woman speaking, the men decide they need to jump in. So comments is wild. They actually, they actually been saying what I was saying to her on the show because I, I kind of agree with what they were saying, and you know, she did preach some excellent points. But kind of what she was talking about is selective feminism in a way. Because it was just like, yo, how did... And, and somebody in the comments made an interesting point. I didn't write out his name, but he was like, yo, what the hell does not feeling safe when you're in the street have to do with fixing your man a plate? <laughs> and you know, well, that got well, a lot of I, shares. I, and I was just like... Yes, but I, I get it, though. Like, I... I like. A woman has to respect you 
in order for her to feel like she can submit in that way, right? Like if you, if somebody, let's say you walking down this block with your girl, right? Okay. And some random person just like, um, a random person bumps her and be like, yo, move out the way, bitch, or something like that. And you don't do nothing. Okay. There's a certain level of respect she's going to lose for you as a, as a woman. Naturally. Like, that, it's, it's, that's the truth. Whether we like to agree with it or not, that's what's going to happen. And you're not going to get a plate that night. So you're saying the femininity. So pri- let's say to use the same example. Prior to that incident happening, she was feminine, right? Right. She stops being feminine after that situation. Right. That's not selective feminism? No. My 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 admiration comes from the person that I think that you are. The level of respect that somebody has for you. If you don't have no respect for this person's principles and morals, then why would you feel the same way for them after a certain situation? And it just goes to show, again, men are only loved under the condition that they're providing something. That's true. I'll I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that, but I I I don't think selective femininity... They will be selectively it's, feminine if we right. protect them and do all these number things and provide and pay the bills and do all that stuff. They will be feminine. The moment something happens, according to what you just said, they're not feminine no more. So a man has to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect, but what what kind of masculinity are you displaying? Like... If you 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 can't want a chick to submit and not lead. That's true. But there's so many forms of leadership of a, according to the last episode. Right, yo, tune into the last episode. I'm pretty sure when Kira come back, we'll, we'll get into this again. I, I feel like K. If we're gonna have this yeah, conversation, yeah, yeah, yeah. K definitely gotta be here and shit like that. But um, what's going on, man? How you, how you doing, nigga? Big birthday just passed. Uh, Everybody, you know what I'm saying? When you tune into this episode, wish my man Rome happy birthday and all that. So, big birthday vibes just passed. How I feel? You feel feel older? I feel old. I feel old. I've Well, i kind of been progressing towards feeling older just naturally, right? Okay. Like, even in my going out and a lot of the things that I like to do, like, I don't want to go to the spots where they playing hip-hop all night. Like, I don't want to hear the drill music all night. I can't do it. Okay. I, I can't do that shit no more. And so... You can. You just you just don't want to. No, I can't. Okay. Like, I, like okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I just can't. Like, and if you're from New York, then you know Thursday nights at Salsa is like an old head spot. Um, so we went there, had a little celebration, and I brought my sister out with me. And that was like the first time me really like hanging out with my sister like that, like okay. in that kind of environment. Um, and it was cool and I enjoyed it. And, you know, a lot of the homies came out and we turned up, had a great time. And I was mad fucked up at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so you, but, had a, you had a good birthday. Okay. 
yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. Like I, I really enjoyed this year. Um, yeah, I'm just getting old, bro. Like just really thinking about the future. I don't know if it's that like if I'm at that place where women are in their late twenties. Like I think I'm there now in my late thirties. Like what's this oh, place? Shit, I'm almost forty. Like oh, okay, okay. Like I'm almost forty. Like I like figure it out. Like figure it out for real. Well, shit, man. I mean, what what do you feel like you need to figure out first off? Um, well, the goal is to get out of New York. So okay, I'm trying to figure that out, and I'm really happy. In my love life. So, I got that figured out. It's okay. just the next steps in that. You know what I mean? So, like, adulting. Out, yeah. Like, adulting. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't call it a, adulting because, you know, some people have no desire to be married or have no desire to live with people or create a family in that way. So, I won't say adulting, just the next steps in, in life. Okay. Uh, I actually had a, uh, something similar to that, like on my way, like so. I was walking to the barbershop, and you know, like my friends have been traveling all summer, like all of y'all, like all my friends have been traveling all summer, mm-hmm. and I've really been grounded. Uh, I've been going through a tough time financially, so I'm trying to find my way out of little hole I dug myself in, and. I actually was just thinking about now that I'm getting my shit together and, and getting ready to come back outside. Um, I think I need, I want a little more, I want friends with a little more like uh, open-mindedness. Like, all right, so we, like all my friends, we always told, they was talking about what they traveling. They all going to DR and, you know, Turks and Aruba and all types of list shit. But I'm like, my nigga, like, there's another side of the hemisphere, bro. Like, why can't we like go to London? Let's go to London. Let's be niggas in Paris. Let's let's go to Japan. Let's get culture. And a lot of this came from the, like everybody shitting on a Drake album. And then it made me realize, like, like yo, like niggas hate it. And then, I'm, I agree, it's not his best album. But it's just like, yo, bro. Shit don't hit you like it's supposed to hit you because you're in the projects. Like, you you bumping the new Drake in the projects. You're supposed to be in London, like Amsterdam. Like, like niggas is not cultured. And what is stopping us? Like, And this is goes for, like, all men. Like, why would, when you go out with your boys, it's never on some, like, super exotic trip. Like, to like some place that you would never go on on a regular basis. It's always got to be the same places, Jamaica, any kind of place with a beach and girls. Well, like, you, but there's girls I everywhere. Can't, I, you can't. It's even though it's those places, it's still different, right? Like it's still something totally different in the atmosphere. Like even right, like we went to Aruba a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and even like everything was mostly outdoors. So it's like. Those little things, those little feelings, the the weather, the weather in Aruba was amazing, right? Like, it's it's hot, but it's always a breeze. And so, 
I think we went the week after that Drake album came out, and like that shit hit. Oh, he was playing it in Aruba. <laughs> hell yeah, that shit hit. And then we got the Beyonce record like while we was out there, so that shit hit as well. Like we was just we was rocking, bro. That's not the same as like going to the Louvre or. Seeing the Leon Tower of Pisa or like yeah, the, the you know what I'm like I get it. We just I just feel like we need to be more cultured, and I, I wish I had like that group of friends that's like with that shit. Because now that I think about it, like I wouldn't go a lot of places, and that that's a me problem. Like I wouldn't go a lot of places because my friends wouldn't go. So now I'm thinking like, all right, this is about to nah, as I, I get older feel like that. No, but now as I get older, I'm starting to think like, all right, there's about to be a lot of soul locations because I can't. But that's not even true. I can't see you going to Japan, my nigga. I'm going to be honest with you. Not that wow. you wouldn't. I, I don't think that's a part of your palate. Nah. <laughs> that's not- I never even heard you talk about anything other than that's not the true, Caribbean, bro. bro. Bucket- Africa is on my bucket list. I feel like Africa is there's parts of Africa now like that's like the new Miami. Like nigga, if you going to Lagos never, or you going I've never to Accra, Africa, so I can't speak to that. I would well, now you I think we're starting to see a lot of people go to Africa now. You don't know no like people like I know a lot of people that go to Nigeria and they go to Lagos and you know they go to Accra, Ghana. If I said that right, I don't know if I said that right. But you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, man. Yeah, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't want to travel to those places, but I would prefer the the island vacation. I would prefer to get all my island shit out first. That's that's my thing. Like I want to get my island shit out first, and then I could do the exploration. Or and then a lot of those trips, those be long trips. Like you know me, three four days, and then. Like, I'm ready to come home. All right. Well, you got to get out there. Yeah. Like, when I'm ready to do those long trips and stuff like that, then, yeah. But. Yo, uh, if you're listening to this episode, I don't know, for whatever reason, only when we record, my neighbor from across, like, the way, (laughs) he decides he wants to clean his car and blast old music. So, if you're hearing that in the background, I apologize. But um, let's get into the show. So, we got the first segment. It's called Beginner's Therapy, and as y'all know, if y'all know strangers to the show, oh, uh, all those that are followers off TikTok, welcome. You know what I'm saying? So this is our first segment, and uh, all new listeners, this is our first segment. It's called Beginner's Therapy. Beginner's Therapy, we go around, and we, you know, we talk about something that we would talk about in therapy, and um, you know, and just go from there and have a nice little conversation about it. I would like to go first. Let me go first. Yeah. So... A uh, couple weeks back, I was with my mom, and my mom, she actually started to, she told me, like, oh, I, I got a journal, and um, every day I wake up, because she's reading some book, I forgot the name of the book, and every day she reads the book, and in the book, it tells her to write, like, an excerpt a day uh, about whatever she's thinking, right? Right. So, she decided, like, hey, all right, I'm going to read, let me read you this excerpt. I'm like, okay. Uh, I'll go for it. How long has she had the journal real quick? Before? Uh, How long has she been journaling? She's been journaling probably about two weeks now. Okay. So about two weeks. 
Uh, so in the journal, she talked about me and a conversation that we had earlier that week. Every time we check in, we tend to have conversations like me and you have when we at the bar, uh-huh. like these, uh, what do you call that? Kind of like introspective conversations, yeah. which we normally didn't have. Okay. And in the journal, she talks about uh, what we, we spoke about. And um, she asked me if I love her. And I was like, taken back by that. I was like, well, that was the part of the conversation. I was like, yeah, I love you. But that came from uh, when I told her, I felt like in my life, I had no dreams. It wasn't until now where I felt like like I'm really coming to my own and I'm really focused on the pod and trying to get us out there and and just, you know, really do this podcast and content creating stuff. And I told her, like, for a long time, as a result of how we grew up, how I grew up, I didn't have no dreams. It was only a goal. And the one goal was to make sure I'm nothing like you financially. So I dedicated my whole life to making sure my money was straight, that I got all these materialistic things that I wanted to get, all that shit that I was deprived of when I was young. I wanted to make sure I was never in debt like her. I wanted to make sure my rent was always paid. All this stuff. I'm like, damn, I'm programmed to be an adult at an early age because of what my mom, you know, my mom's lack thereof. And in thus doing that, my dreams were kind of like taken away. It was only one goal, to be better than you. And if you listen to this on a previous episode, we talked about this a while back um, with our episode with uh, King Strong. Um, you know, it was just, yo, I would, I will never be like you. And then here I am, 33, and I, I had to think, and I'm like, what the fuck do you want to do with your life? Why am I thinking about this now at 33? That's insane, bro. That's insane. So I sat there and I talked about it where, and we were talking about trauma. I'm sorry, this is long. And we was talking about trauma. And in this journal expert excerpt, she says, like, these young kids today, I feel like they think they know trauma. They don't know trauma. And, like, she was totally downplaying everything I said. And I was like, damn. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I come talk to you. We'll just never relate. Because we're just from two different times. And she was just like, oh, that's not trauma. Trauma is when da-da-da-da. This is what she's writing in her excerpt. And I'm like, yeah, bro. It's just she's stuck in her ways. And I, I don't think we'll ever get there. Where we just like in a, in a space where we can just connect introspectively, but yeah, that's my thing. I got mad questions. Um, yeah, you shoot. Well, to to start where you left off, is that something that you really want? Like you really want to connect with her introspectively in that way? I, like to, just to have. Just to for her to have some understanding of where you come from. No, I, I don't care no more. 
I don't care. I, I think you more, don't care no more because you feel like defeated in it, or you don't care no more because like you really genuinely you just don't care. Yeah, I really. You might find this hard to believe, but like shit, people care about. I don't care about. Like I don't care to have that mental connection with my mother, cause I just know like when I have my son or daughter. I'm just going to correct a lot of the mistakes that she had. Now, she just, I really had to sit there and think, like, yo, bro, she did the best that she could with what she, with had. The, what she had, with the life that she right. had. And she openly admitted, like, yo, I didn't really have plans to be a mom. Like, I, I don't know how to be a mom. My mom, she said this, like, my mom, you know, she grew up. Her mom, my grandmother, grew up in the Great Depression. She was adopted. She was in uh, uh, what you call it, uh, um, segregation and, and you know racism at its right. height and all that. And then my mom got a piece of the, the racism at its height and shit like that. And it's just like she went through the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands. Like yo, bro, like we're just never going to connect like that. So I. I don't care to no more. Uh, Guy, with the questions, I know you got more. Um, well, as for you, like, you can't remember anything that you wanted to be growing up. There was nothing that you had a a dream or aspire to be growing now, up. I swear to God, bro, I had no dreams, bro. The only the only dream was to make sure that I wasn't a a loser like her. I always thought she was a loser, bro. Like from a, from by the time I could really understand finances and and shit like that, and just watching my friends' parents and shit like that, like I thought she was a loser, and I thought like she lacked ambition, and her the lack of her ambition created my ambition. But the ambition was to sec- to be financially secure. It was never to have like oh I want to be a doctor. I want to be a a lawyer, right. I wanted to, nah, it was none of that, bro. It was just, nah, I gotta, I gotta financially do the damn thing. You know, now that you saying that, I, I really don't think, I, and I don't know, but the fact that you saying it that way is, I can almost relate to it, right? Like it was, I never felt my mom's, like, inspired me or or encouraged me to go after my dreams in a certain way mm-hmm. right like any even anything I, I dreamed about everything i learned about life really came from the streets yeah facts so where does that come from right where, where does that that feeling of i aspire to be something as a kid because i had it Mm-hmm. But I don't know where it came from. TV? You think it's TV? Like, think about the shit that we got in the 90s growing up. Like, I don't know about how you went about your life, but right. like, like Saturday mornings, you wake up, you watching the Power Rangers, you know what I'm saying? Every Friday night, you got TGIF. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, what, Thursday nights, it was the Fresh, was it th- Thursday or Wednesday? It was the Fresh Prince. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like all these type of shows that kind of cater to inspiration i don't feel like and i always make this joke like these kids is fucked up today because they don't have saturday morning cartoons 
Not saying that's the case, but right. Yo, we watched the Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. We wanted to be superheroes. We watched the Power Rangers. They are age or they a little older, they teenagers, and then right. Damn, like I want to fight crime, and then you just got these. You know, at a point we wanted to be cops because we thought cops was like no, fighting no, crime no. and shit. Like you, you know what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking. About. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. I understand what you're saying, All but right, like for more those... superhero than cops. I don't think I ever wanted to be a cop. <laughs> Alright, well, you know what I'm saying? We're watching all these inspirational shows. These kids today don't have none of that shit. Like Well maybe they do. I don't watch Nickelodeon like that no more. But I don't know, man. I think that's where it derived from, bro. Like I don't know. I don't... You really spark something in me where I really don't even understand where I had these dreams from, right? I'm I'm trying to think of like my immediate family and the house that I grew up in and single mom, my two older brothers, my sister, none of them played sports. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I fell in love with football. And I have no idea where that came from. Y'all used to play football in the street? I mean, in the hood, yeah, people played football and stuff like that, but there was never no, it wasn't in the house. Like, it wasn't something that I developed from, like, my older brother or, um, like, I, I'm, <laughs> like, it's really crazy to me. I, I, I know I where. I never really thought about that. It was a point I wanted to be a basketball player. I mean, I, I realized I wasn't good probably around high school and it's time to try off for teams and shit like that. But when Allen Iverson stepped over Teron Lou, yeah. I grabbed the ball the next day. And we went right. to the court. Like that was the day that sparked like this is a bad mother. And I have cable. So mm-hmm. I didn't see basketball players until the finals. That's insane. And then I just had this constant yeah, thirst. Regular, yeah, games. Nah, TV. yo, bro. I had five. Maybe I had five channels, bro. Channel what? Channel two. Yeah, we all had four, those. five. I had those to like the late nineties, early two thousand. Bro, like I didn't get cable until I bought that shit myself. So I didn't see basketball until Iverson stepped over Teron Lou. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we wasn't playing basketball. And I started playing basketball from then. And then it was what? The boom of the N1 mixtapes and shit like that. Oh, I got to be, I want to be like them. So I don't know, like, you got to really dig deep and think about, like, them times that sparked it. Like, well, you don't have to, but we're, um... That's my beginner's therapy, man. I don't. Yeah. I don't know, bro. Um, for my beginner's therapy, I'll stay on the topic. Um, my oldest son is kind of got some of my worst character traits from when I was a kid. So, um, being in elementary school, I had a problem with daydreaming in class, and 
I think a lot of that comes from just naturally being a dreamer, like just naturally having a brain that just thinks creative outside the box. Um, he does some things and have these back and forths with his mother and with me where he tries to creatively figure out a different way to get his way. And I don't think most kids do that. I think he just, his brain just works differently. And so I'll be trying to get him out of those bad habits and trying to make him conform. But in the same breath, I don't want him to lose that creative mind that I think he has. It's one of those weird catch 22 kind of things. But what is the problem? If if he's expressing his creativity, like I don't see what the problem is. We express it in a bad way. So it's like, for instance, um, she said something happened with um, him trying to watch Netflix on like one of his cousin's accounts, right? And his mother told him, don't ask her for the password. So instead of asking her for the password, he asked her, oh, I was trying to watch Netflix. What happened to the account? Okay. He I, just I think all kids is like that, though. Like, we're going to figure out a way to get what we want, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then there's the other side of it where it's like you you want kids to conform to what you deem to be the right thing to do. So how did this end up for him? Just curious. Um. Well, he, it was his older cousin, so his older cousin told um his mother, and like it was like, "What are you doing? Like you, you keep trying to be slick, you keep trying to go around things, and I don't know. It's just." It's just something, yeah. It's just something that I I think about, like even to, you know, making kids wear uniform. Okay. Are you making them wear uniform, but they have you you encouraging them to have individuality? Yeah. And I think we talked about this before, like with the uniform, and you know, obviously, a lot of schools feel like they do it because. It avoids bullying and kids being picked on because of the clothes and things like that. But I agree. I, I still think it takes away from that because what if you got a kid that's super into fashion? It's like, I can't even express myself artistically going to school. The place where I spend most of my day, I spend eight, nine hours a day between going, coming back and being in class. Like, So the fuck what? That's not what you come to school for. So the fuck what? What do you go to school for? For education. For an education. Not to express your individuality and fashion. What should you be educated in? Whatever the basic needs of... Well, clearly, as your son takes from school, his ability to problem solve. So he is getting something out of school. Okay. Because that's... Uh, what do you call that? That's... Uh, what do you call that? Is that that's not deductive reasoning? What, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know. find another way. It was a class about. I had a class in that. But anyway, it'll, it'll come to me. But um, he's getting something from school if he's learning how to find another way to get to the answer. I agree. 
So, but as far as like expressing individuality and that, no, that's not what you're here for. Actually, so that very same thing, first off, kids don't have money. Kids don't have jobs. They don't do that. So you coming in there with the flat, the, the flyest shit. And then that's all indicative of your parents' success. Okay. So what about those kids who don't have that stuff and their parents aren't as successful and can't get them these things? Now you created some type of like classism in the school. And I was affected by that in the high school. Like I ain't have it. And because I ain't have it, I can't chill with the kids that have it. And I'm lesser than. So I don't know. You gotta miss me on that. I I I went to school system. I don't totally agree. I don't always I don't totally agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't I think the kids that wanna bully and things like like that, that comes from I think it comes from their upbringing. I think it comes from what they're around. I think it comes from demographics. I don't think kids just naturally bully just because a kid has something on that don't look as well as them. I don't think that that's not true. I don't know what school you went to, but I, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people can agree with you. But I'm sure a lot of people can agree with me. But I, I think that's based on society and demographics. I don't think that's a based on what the kids have on thing. And you know what? You understand what I'm saying? I, I, I do. But as somebody that was a victim of that, I can't relate to what you're talking about. I, I It was strictly based on... All right, let me tell you a story. Shout out to my man Manny, right? We used to call him Fresh. And he wasn't always Fresh. He was Manny in the beginning, right? And then... It came a time, I guess they started, you know, he started getting a little money and stuff like that. Him and his brother, they always wore the same, they wore the same clothes because they was the same size and all that, right? So, this is like around Skateboard P era. This is when Bape finally like started taking off in okay. the States, right? Manny had got every freaking Bape hoodie. Every Bape hoodie. like what And whatever he didn't have, his brother had and they'd switch. Right. And I only know that because I know them. I was one of my closest friends, right? He used to be with us, eat school lunch, do all that shit, right? It came a day. i never forget this day. It was this girl. Her name is Jerosalyn, right? Shorty came to our table one day, right? Because the cool kids' table was like a little up by the vending machines, right? She comes up to us. She addresses him. She says, yo, come over to our table. Why are you hanging with them? Manny never got this attention until he started getting fly. That's when he became fresh. And then that was a defining moment. I remember in time where it was like, oh, shit, this is cl- like, is it classism? That's what you call it? Yeah. It was that classism really became a... That's when I really noticed. I was like, yo. So anyway, shout out to him. I remember he looked her in her face and he was like, nah, I'm good right here. 
He's his niggas. He's not going to turn his back on his niggas. Right. So, so I'm not saying you wrong. Think, I'm just saying I had a different experience. I just I think you look. I at went to it, school in Harlem. I think you look at it. I think you look at it black and white in that way, right? And but you yourself is describing the area gray, right? It's like. Just because you become a part of a class don't mean you have to be classes. But that's not what the argument was. I agree. That, yeah, no, is a- no, that is the argument. The argument is about character. It's about the way you, you view the world. See, she viewed it, the world that way because once she got in that class or whenever she became a part of that class, she decided to be classes in that way. Okay, but what if Manny never... What if Manny was fresh from the beginning? There would be no Manny and Rock. How can you? How do you know that? Because he would. I. I feel like. I'm not saying from day one, but in that the first couple days in school, right? Mm-hmm. Kids are choosing what cliques they're gonna be in. No. I think I had a totally different. I think experience. you naturally gravitate to the click that you're going to be in. And this yeah, is four years. High school, do. four years. The click stayed the same all four years. You naturally do. But see, my experience was different because I wasn't the freshest kid in high school. Like, yeah, once I got to high school, I learned how to make money. But even do that, like, I wasn't the freshest kid in high school. Like, and you was but the most I popular? knew I wasn't the most popular, but I knew who was popular. Like I hung out with who was popular. Like I didn't, and I hung out with people that wasn't popular. And I broke people that wasn't popular to hang out with the people that was popular. And the people that was popular accepted them. Yeah, I'm gonna say not even. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say the issue was with the men. Like when it's men, we can find some kind of camaraderie, right? So I wasn't really popular, right? With the women, they stand off. This is our clique. You can't infiltrate this, right? When it comes to men, I uh yeah, you may be the most popular. We got on the court, none of that matters. Now I bust their ass. Oh, I fuck with Rock. Yeah, Rock, he can ball. He can hoop. He can hoop. And because I can hoop, this is what men do. Like, because you can hoop, and there's like other ways to bond. Other ways to find some relatability. Right, some relatability. Yeah. Yeah. Niggas would be like, oh, I fuck with him. Yeah, he not as fresh as me, da, 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 but he hoop. Yeah, you good with us. Yeah, but it's the same way with women, though. Some women. I can't speak to all, because it's not that way with all men. But with some women, it's the same thing, right? Like, I always tell you I got blind confidence. Okay. Because no matter how rich or upper class I think a chick is if I have a conversation with her I think I could get her okay but I think that's a character thing like sometimes you don't get the chance to show a woman your character so she's just looking at you through the visual things like what you got on or you know what I mean how many bottles you pop in the spot you know what's funny about this whole conversation? This whole conversation, I'm thinking about it because I went to my high school reunion mm-hmm. and the high school reunions was much of the same thing. You get there, the original click goes to link up with the original click 
And everybody it? else was just looking at each other like, yo, y'all niggas is still the same after 10 years later when we all adults 30 years old. It was amazing, bro. I think it's nostalgia. It's like, oh, shit, I ain't seen my homie in a minute. Yo, what you been up to? And it feels familiar. But, I mean, yeah. If I mean, if I didn't know you in high school, then why would I come in here and be like, Faking like I'm, I don't like I know. Everybody knew each other's name when we was in that shit, bro. Everybody knew each other's name, bro. Yeah, but you got some people you stayed in contact with. Anyway, I I left once I saw that. I was like, I left. I'm like, this y'all niggas is still clicked up because then this is this is the blind confidence in me, right? So that little cool click. Now I approach them. Now I say, "What's up?" To me now, I'm on a different level. Like. You know, I'm not saying everybody in high school, but I do, I'm doing better than a lot of niggas. A lot of niggas ain't move yeah. up, like, in life. Right. So now here I am, my blind confidence. I walk over to that group, and now I'm like, I feel like I poked my chest out. That same group? Nah. We good. So I'm like, all right. I went back to the people I know, and we conversate for a little bit, have a few drinks, and I left. And that's how I realized, I was like, yo, this shit is much of the same, my nigga. That's a character thing, man. I think you can't the blind I confidence, you can generalize I, that. I'm more the- arrogant now, right? I can say that. I'm arrogant enough to talk to whoever the fuck I want, right? Like, I, I can do that now. And through podcasting, I, I could say in the beginning of my podcast journey, I did not have that confidence to speak to people, right? Here we are 100 episodes later. I don't know no better. I go in whatever room, I'm good. I feel like I'm good. Right. Like, I don't know no better. I felt like back in the day, I knew better. Like, I, I can't. They won't let me. And that's how they went about it when we went to the high school. You know, but I say all that to say this, right? Because we kind of went off the topic of your son and him finding ways to right. get what he wants, right? That's a form of way of trying to get what you want, too. Like, when you try to get what you want, I tried to do that. Like, I I thought elevating my life, getting clothes, getting shit is a way to get around to what I really want. What's that? Uh, Clout, I guess. Clout? Yeah, I I hate that word, but yeah, I guess. I mean, I I, I understand what you're saying. Did you see that Michael Blackson interview? It was a clip of Michael Blackson, right? And he was talking about how um, when you, uh, people tend to not, they don't give you the credit that they should give you because you're not necessarily, they don't view you as an equal, right? So he said he had to go buy that Bentley, that $100,000 Bentley, and these Louis Vuitton clothes, even if he couldn't afford it, because when you go in these business meetings, Niggas look at you, and then they say, and he said this out of his own mouth, niggas will look at you, and they and they say, oh, we can't lowball this nigga. He makes money. He said this. He's like, yo, I had to buy the car, and he said, I hate the fact that it's like this, but if you don't have it, they treat you like you don't got it. Did I say that right? Uh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't look like you have it, they treat you like you don't got it, and that's kind of what I'm re- 
referring to with the high school shit. Like, that seems to not even change in, in the business world. Niggas like, yo, I have to buy a $100,000 car. Yeah, but yes and no. Yes and, like. And I think he said it was a rental, if I'm not mistaken. Yes he pulled no up is- in the Bentley to show niggas, like, you can't play with me like that. Yes my number is no, my number. But, but yes and no. That's a, it's a, once again, it's a character thing. It's a character thing. It's it's a societal thing. It's a race thing. <laughs> it's a class thing. But again, we see the we see these pictures all the time of Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Do they look like they got it? They're not black. We can only speak for the black demographic. Right. So I don't try to relate saying. to white people so that's on the show. Saying. It's, it's a it's a. That shit don't matter to white people. Yeah, but man, there's there's black people that got it that don't have to look like they got it, bro. My nigga, if if I if every I'm, time we see Denzel at this award shows, he don't look like he got it. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. But look at the spaces he in. White spaces. You don't see Denzel in no fucking BET awards. He in white spaces, bro. Like if if I'm black, right, and I go to the the the, the craziest, I go to the whitest school in Idaho. And I'm got the flyest gear on. You think they care about that? J. Cole. What about him? He look like he got it? No. Do we have it? Did he try to look like he had it back in the day? He he did try to look like he had it. What stopped? What changed? He realized it wasn't important. Character. It's character, bro. I don't give a fuck what that nigga talking about, bro. Yo, bro, it has nothing to do with... The success of having a number one album... Putting you into the elite of the elite and rappers, then you can say, fuck it, I don't gotta do all that. It changes. So Drake then. Explain to me for Drake then. How many number ones do we got? He still dresses like he got it. He, it's it's not about you mean he don't got it. He dresses like he don't got it. No, I'm saying for you saying like he dresses like he got like Showing people that he got it. J. Cole didn't do none of this shit you saying until the success of uh, Forest Hill Drive. Then you could take your foot off the gas and like, oh, yeah, I'm that nigga. That's not true. He was doing it during Forest Hill Drive. That is the point of the album, bro. <laughs> That's literally the point of the album. What if the, what if the album didn't hit? I don't know if, what if the album didn't hit. What I'm saying is... It's a character thing because you say it to that, but like I said, Drake still dresses and buys the embassy and all the fly cars to show that he have it. You think so? Cole and Kendrick don't do that. I don't think I don't think Drake does that. I you you know who's a, a example of a nigga who has to show that he has it? Little baby. Little baby is a is an example of a, a guy. He he always say I got at least five hundred thousand on my neck. For what, bro? You you the number one rapper in the country right now, bro. And that's a character thing. It has nothing to do with the fact that you need to make people see this. It, it don't. <sighs> it's a character. I, I, thing, I don't. I don't. I don't think you're wrong, whatever, but I don't think I'm wrong, it's bro. Whenever you get to that point where you feel like. You don't have to show it no more, right? Like people say it all the time. Yo, the older and older Jay Z get, the less and less jury he wear. But what did he do in the beginning? He had to show people that he got it, right? He didn't have to. 
That's just it dis- it's the path that you decide to take or not. Bro, it's Kendrick never had to. Never showed us that. Kendrick was the GOAT after the first album, bro. Look at look at, you know, I I no, I don't think he's a GOAT, really, but like with he cemented himself with the first album, so you kind of don't got to... Without re- doing it. You don't have to reinvent yourself after that. Like, J. Cole has to... J. Cole, I love J. Cole's story because he had to show with each album how he has to. He had to reinvent himself in order to fit in. He's honest about not having a number one record and not having the confidence, like, not having the confidence, not really being respected by his peers, like... He had to find a way to get to where he wanted to be, like your son. Well, you know what? Your son's not doing that. But what? shout out to your son because he has the makings of a hustler. Because any nigga that thinks like that this early is a nigga that's going to get money. And I, I feel like your son going to be one of them niggas. Finding a way to get what you want early, that's, that's, that's the makings of a hustler. And a lot of people don't have that. It's a good and a bad thing, but yeah, I'm I'm proud that he he does display some problem solving skills though. Problem solving skills is the number one thing. I, that was the name of the class, by the way. Problem solving that I took in high school, my senior year. And yeah, I've never had a class like that. It, it's literally a course that you get a bunch of words, and they don't even put numbers. They write the numbers out to kind of fuck you up mentally, and you literally have to solve the problem. And it's like a teacher and he teaches you multiple ways of trying to think for yourself. I never had a class. I don't even think that class even exists no more. I'm sure it doesn't. But it was, a, it was a great class. That was, I would say out of all the classes I had, that was the class I needed. Because yeah, it put math and uh, literature. literature together. Yeah, and that's something that you. And if I'm the school system and I'm America and I actually want to hold people back, I wouldn't have a class like that. That that actually teaches you teaches you the world. <laughs> Word, that's a fact. Like, yeah, bro, like they teach you to be workers. Yeah, that's that's a that's a fact. But um, let's move on. Yo, you um, my friend, you done with your event? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, bring us in. You got your. So we're going to go to the toxic tweets of the week. Um, you take the Twitter, Instagram, and find us um, some toxic tweets. So, although I, I don't really like these when people take shots at athletes, I definitely thought this one was funny. <laughs> so this comes from at Chill Spaghetti. And she said, I love black nepotism. Because Sharif O'Neal need to be getting that CDL, but don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a good one. Yeah, that's a good and one. That's if y'all a don't know what Sharif O'Neal is, Shaquille O'Neal's son. And he um, got drafted to a G League team. Some, I think he's playing in the summer league right now. After and, a subpar college career. Yeah. And, yeah. It's it, it's uh it's definitely I'm I'm glad about this too because we actually about to see this with LeBron's son, right? Because LeBron, you know, he's openly said, "Yo, my goal is to play with my son in the NBA," right? And his son is not good enough to be in the NBA, and 
with all the hoop highlights and all this, these ways they're trying to persuade the media that he's a top talent compared to regular kids that are just better than him, even with LeBron giving him all the NBA training, it feels less and less is going to happen, but there's going to be a team just because they want LeBron for one year that's going to pull the trigger on this. And his son is going to ease out the league very quickly, I think, if he even makes it. Um, shout out to Bronny. I'm not saying Bronny is bad. I'm just saying he's not – I don't think he's good enough. He's The kid that's probably going to have to go to college for four years. LeBron wants him to be one and done. I don't think that's going to happen. But, yeah, these kids – these rich kids need a piece of humble pie, bro, and just cause. You think so? I mean, yes, um, yes, the kids do need a humble pie, but you don't think he's good? No, I, I think he's good. I just, I don't think he's an NBA talent. Like Mikey See, Williams, you can tell from from the beginning he's gonna be the guy. I think the problem with Bronny is that he's always played with other like elite kids I don't think he's ever got the chance to just showcase his talent by himself now I don't know what his talent is or what it can be but I don't think he got that chance what about what that say about him though because playing with those elite kids they did not shy they didn't give a fuck you was Bronny James or LeBron's nigga I'm, I'm dropping 30 not, well, because I'm just good like that. Yeah, but they had to play their way to get to the teams he was on. You understand what I'm saying? Like he got, like he's. I think he's him and Scottie Pippen's son was like playing together their whole life. You understand what I'm saying? Like all those kids didn't get to play with elite talent until they got the AAU. Sorry, ladies, this this is not a sports show, but um, <laughs> this, uh. I just think the rich kids do need a piece. Like, yo, bro, just because you just you the heir to one of the greatest players ever doesn't mean like you yeah. you entitled to. I'm, I'm going back to Shaq, son. That you entitled to being on an NBA team and Zaire Wade is is having this issue now. Like, yo, bro, you you not good enough, bro. But you know what I'm saying? Find a way in the business. Da da da. Cordell Brodus too, Snoop Dogg's son. Like, wasn't he like? One of the top football players, well, a notable football player at one point, and then nigga ended up dropping out of college altogether, I think. So, I don't know, man. These, these rich kids, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I think it's going to be hard. I think it's hard in general. Like, when you got a kid, this is why I kind of respect Jackie Chan, because, like, Jackie Chan, like, said, like, was it Jackie Chan? And he was like, uh... When I get rich, I'm giving all my. When I die or on my deathbed, I'm giving all my money to charity. Like my kids is not gonna. That's my money. Yeah, I'm not doing that. You think your kids are gonna be responsible with your money if you move on? No matter if they are, they aren't. This is what I did it for. And what if they blow it all? Did they blow it all? Wow. It's there to blow. Wow. Doctor Bus, Genie Bus. You don't give a fuck. Like just. It's yours to blow. I left it to you, so it's yours to blow. I didn't. You don't want it to transition through generations. I I would like. I would prefer it to, but I'm not in control of that. You ain't in control of that after you die. I'm pretty sure it's some way. So you gonna give it to a charity? You think anybody fuck it up too? 
You gonna let some strangers fuck up your money or your kids? Which one would you pick? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, right? we see what they with the uh, Black Lives Matter chicks, right? They allegedly buy houses with niggas' money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you want to happen with your money? Yo, we ain't shit. Yo, <laughs> niggas ain't shit for that, too, I don't bro. know how true it is or how true it's not. I think it's true. You know why I think it's true? Because Candace Owens ran down on him. And she was talking. Remember, she was talking about, y'all, I'm scared for my life. I don't want to open the door. Like, yeah, why are you niggas ran house, down stranger? on you. What the fuck are you talking about? Come on, Rome. Come on, Rome. It's Candace Owens, bro. They trying to interview you. She's, nah, she said as Candace Owens, you can see through the so the phone thing. Like uh, So when niggas knock on your door and invited, you open it? <laughs> if Jay-Z knocks on your door, you're not opening it? I'm not opening my door for nobody uninvited. Jay-Z is your, your, your you the biggest Jay-Z fan. Jay-Z is at your it's door. No you don't know for, what the fuck he want. I, you're not I opening want, the door. And I'm not going to know what he Shit. want. He said, yeah, this is Sean Carter. And you yeah. look through the, the thing and you see it's him. Yeah. You're not opening the door. Yeah, FaceTime. Answer me. my question, my nigga. Are you no, opening the door? FaceTime me. You're not even gonna check to see who's at the door. I I might check to see who's at the door, but I ain't opening it. Sean Carter opens the door. He said, Yo, it's Sean Carter. Open the door. For what? You're not doing it. <laughs> no. This nigga fuck? is lying, yo. <laughs> Bro, what? Bro, why are you at my crib uninvited? How you gonna know what he wants? If you don't open the door, what if it's to sign the part? My phone number. I'm gonna smack the shit out you because you fucked up our opportunity. My phone number is three four seven. Not don't do that, (laughs) (laughs) like bro. This I'm opening the door. I don't know what this guy's talking about. When opportunity knocks, they say answer it, answer it. Anyway, um, still a project, baby. I would like to start something new. I want to pay homage. To the old show, Unpopular Opinion. And, you know, a lot of people miss the toxic um, me. Sometimes I give it to y'all spurts, but I feel like I matured. But I want to have a segment where I, I don't have to mature. I don't want to mature. I, I want to I live in the moment just like y'all. And I, let's get to this clip that I found from uh, man Kevin. Actually, no. I found on Spiritual Word. Yo. Shout out to man Kevin Samuels, man, because these chicks been wilding. They've been talking about us with the the podcast and shit like that. And these chicks, all of a sudden, everybody has a podcast and everybody's talking about what males should be doing and shit like that since this man has been gone. But uh, let's get to this clip. Men go to a woman that is underneath them or beneath them so that way they can feel superior. I'm gonna give you an example. I have someone that's really, really close to me and he just got out of a relationship. Now he's in a new one. And that girl that he's now with doesn't look up to par. And this girl looks like she still needs help. And so he said, Well, I don't want someone that is superficial, someone that cares about social media and all into their looks and doesn't care about money. But I feel like a lot of men will settle for a woman who looks less than so that way they are not pressed to step up. I do feel like that. I do feel like some men, men want to feel like men. And I always tell you this, like men want to feel like men. And some men cannot feel like that with a top-notch female. You know what I'm saying? do better? You have to ask them. I really think it has something to do with their inner self-esteem. Do you run um, into that They though? probably... I don't run into that. I made more money than somebody before. Mm-hmm. But see, that gave him motivation. It didn't really make him, you know... But he did cheat on me with 
Can y'all please take these microphones away from these chicks, man? Because I don't know what the fuck is going on. Kevin, I'm... Where this man buried at, bro? We need you, bro, because this is crazy, bro. Like, I, right, like, yo, bro. So you telling me... It, it was a catch-22, right? So if we, if we all about looks, we superficial, right? Mm-hmm. Now y'all saying if we don't care about looks and we get chicks that's... Less than that's they were they said less than yeah. Now we can't live up to handling a a, a, a what they say a boss top chick not, a top, top notch, notch boss chick. chick. Yeah. Please take these microphones away from these girls, bro. You talking about males? Like th- this is insane. The game is in flux. It's off balance. I'm not saying I was the biggest Kevin Samuels report like fan. But he was needed. <laughs> he, he was needed. Like he was needed. And since the game has been in influx since this guy has been gone, until we get our new new guy that's that does this, a lot of people's trying to do it. A lot of people can't do it because, like we was talking about in battle rap, like they don't have it. Yeah, they don't have it. You yeah, gotta have it. Do. You gotta be the guy that's gonna take the pressure. Yeah, you, you got the tone. You you got it, good or bad. You gotta be the guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- my unpopular opinion was was that it was just like, yo, bro, we can't win. We we can't win. Now, first we too superficial, and now we can't. We don't have. We can't live up to the pressure of a top notch. It, it's it's crazy. And then the shorty said, her man. Cheated on her with somebody that, <laughs> that was, was less than, less than, less than. I'm pretty sure you got homegirls that's less than. I'm gonna join in the toxicity with you, and I'm gonna say that's the reason why women will never rule the world because they just can't come together. Like they always downgrade and condescending towards each other. I don't understand that. Not all women, but a lot of women are like that. Yo, I, I have nothing to like add to what you're saying, bro. It's just yeah. the game. The game I will say, up. I will say that I have heard men say they intimidated by certain types of women. So I, I, I will agree to that, but I don't think I don't think a lot of men will just date someone for the fact that. They need help. Like I don't think we out here just trying to wear capes for chicks, but no. I I don't think our money matters. Like I mean, I don't think women's money matters. Like we don't have access to it. Well, some men do, but most of us don't have access to your money. So your money doesn't matter to us. Like. A lot of shit don't matter, but to, for y'all to say less than, you speaking on women now, like women dogging women, yeah, and while trying to dog men, yeah, is insane to me. It's insane, and it's just like let a man say it though, or something close to that. Y'all be like, yo, that's crazy. 
That's fucking crazy, but I, I have nothing to add to that, bro. It's just, it just really grinds my gears, and uh, I don't even know if this is an unpopular opinion. I think men and women can actually agree with us on this. Like, them chicks was wilding. But yeah, yeah, definitely take the mics away from them. Take what? the take nah, the mics we, away from. We ain't giving them no shout out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say they Dave. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you're looking for the clip, it's on Spiritual Word though. I don't even think Spiritual Word gave them a shout out. Yeah, they protected them. They didn't give them their names and shit like that. But yo, bro, um, I actually have nothing more to add. We're gonna make this a short part this year. We just want. I mean, this episode. We just wanted to give y'all something. Um, hold y'all over till everybody's back in studio. We got some good guests coming up. Um, yes, uh, anything you want to add before we get out of here? Um, nah, man. Just again, follow the TikTok and follow the Twitter. Um, That's a fact. That's a fucking humbly fact. arrogant underscore. Um, my bad. Yeah, follow the Twitter at humbly arrogant underscore. Um, a lot of the tweets will be for me because. I'm the Twitter head of the crew. That's a fact. Um, follow us, follow us, follow us on um on uh And shop Twitter. merch. You see Rock got the good good T on. Bro, that's a fact. You Get your humble visually. Merch. Um got the link in the Instagram bio. And I'm gonna throw it in the Twitter bio as well. Um yeah, follow me the Rebel Rome. Just the Rebel R H O M E. Please don't forget the H. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Uh, we currently, yo, uh, shit. One of our videos, the last video we did, uh, well, I, that I threw up, um, over like a hundred thousand views. And yo, just to let y'all know, I'm in the comments with y'all talking. Like, I know a lot of people just throw their videos up. And then they let y'all like, nah, I'm in there chopping it up. Um, shout out to all the haters too. Yo, we've been getting a lot of haters. Yo, there was this guy. I don't even want to mention his name, but give him clout. But is this like relationship expert yeah. slash pimp guy that's along the lines of he King Dre man's right. Uh -huh. So he took the video that I put it like I put up. He chopped it up uh -huh. to make me say something totally different than what I said. Oh, where? And then put a video up, dogging me, and then called me a simp at the end of it. And really? I was just, yo, I laughed. I, I actually, you know, Old Rock would have engaged in that. I would have been like, oh, like my mouth would have been foaming because I love, I love the smoke. I love the smoke. But I was just like, damn, what? not. I had. A grown moment, and I learned this from Joe Buttons and DJ Academics. Yeah, that a lot of people chase the views when in when in reality, it's about the content. Mm -hmm. It's always gonna be about the content, and what I noticed about a lot of TikTok creators, they don't have content. They struggle to make content because they're not like innovative. Right. So. A lot of them, what they do, a lot of people do the dances everybody else is doing, everybody do the sounds, mimicking what somebody else say, and shit like that. And that's why I feel like Humbly Arrogant will win, because like we always are just like creating moments in time. You know how much, you know how much footage and, and shit that we have, bro, mm -hmm. that if I throw it out there, like every video we put out so far went viral. And 
I'm talking about on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. We on Facebook. We like, bro. Like, so um, I chose not to give him no light, and I had a grown moment. And I was like, I actually wrote him a nice little paragraph. I was like, yo, it's funny. Like, I, I put LOL. I'm like, yo, I like how you like added the background music and changed what I said and, you know, added your little two cents to it. Shout out to you. It's room for everybody. Bless, King. Yeah. And you know why I did that? Because if I responded, I'm bringing more traffic to your page. I looked at his page. Every video he has struggles to get over 10K. Even 8K. So me arguing back and forth with you is an alley-oop. What does that do for What does that do for us? We, we in the business of making content. So, I don't know. You could pull up to the show and we could show you how it's done. <laughs> uh, that if, that if you really want it. But, um... Yeah, shout out to everybody showing love on the TikTok. Um, we all disagree on a lot of shit, but you know, um, everybody's having the conversation. Yeah, that's what I love about reading the comments. Like, and they respectful to each other too. They're not on some like Instagram hating shit. Everybody's having one big conversation. If we could just bring that to Twitter, I'd appreciate y'all. So yes, follow us on TikTok, but follow the Twitter, and we'll continue the conversation from there. Um, yeah, so uh. Again, you can follow us on everywhere, Humbly Arrogant. You can follow me on Instagram, R-O-C, the letter B, Wildin, W-Y-L-I-N. Follow the Instagram, uh, Humbly Arrogant Show. Follow the TikTok, Humbly Arrogant Pod. Follow the Twitter, Humbly, Humbly Arrogant, Arrogant underscore. underscore. Everything's going to be in the bio of this episode. And, um, yeah. Yes, we may be the villains in your story, but we're the heroes in ours. Humbly again, we out. Yes, sir.